did you labor on your Labor Day? I did not. I did not either. Either, I, either. No. Neither, neither, neither. Well, you didn't. I did. <laughs> well, I, I drove to Delphus to my sister's house. Oh, nice. I got there a little before 10. Yeah. We went out, took a nice walk. There's a, a, a new um, park with a hiking trails that they wanted me to experience. And? And we were just finishing. We did everything we wanted. Just walking back to the car, it started sprinkling. Oh, yeah? Between that and their house, it poured down rain. There's so a, a we, lot of... So we made it in time. A lot of places got a lot of rain yesterday. My house was not one of them. We got just a little bit. I don't, I don't know how much we got at our place, but uh, my, brother, my sister's house, my brother-in-law was out there, and he said, eight-tenths of an inch, and then it rained more after that, so... That's pretty good. The total. Welcome to the 23 Podcast, everybody. Michael here with Father Herb. Hello, everybody. It, we're recording this the day after Labor Day. We are, and today is the Feast of the Nativity of Mary. And you know who else birthday today? But Well, is there anybody else besides Mary, the mother of God? Well, yes, she's pretty big, but so is this other person. Who? My dad. No. My dad was born really? September 8th, 1899. He was born in 1899. I loved that. That's so cool. He was always my link to the future or the previous uh, century. Your dad's way cooler than my dad. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that. I well, they're know. in he- they're both in heaven, so they yeah. can fight that out. They won't fight. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be with all of you as we are uh, just jumping into fall mode. People are making soup and buying pumpkins. Pumpkin spice lattes are at Starbucks. Oh, okay. I, I don't bother with things like that. that when, <laughs> when I buy coffee, I buy coffee. Something that puts hair on your chest. Yeah, real coffee. All right. So uh, we are now on the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I did work in the thing about last week being the 23rd. Well, okay. John the 23rd. We we didn't say it on the podcast. We, we missed it at the podcast. Okay, so here's what happened. After the podcast last week, we had happened to be talking on the podcast about all things 23. The podcast, 23 Home. You know, we always use the number 23 with everything. And then after the podcast was finished and I had finished um, uploading it, I told Father we really missed an opportunity because it was the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time last week, and we never mentioned it once. So we have a whole year to get it right now. But I, but I did talk about it. I used it at the beginning, the introduction to the 9 o'clock Mass. They did, and they, they kind of hemmed and hawed at it a little bit. There was there was a groan. There was an audible groan, even from behind their masks. Yeah, <laughs> it that's was, okay. It was groan worthy. I I appreciated it because it was really my joke, but you said it and you got the groan, and I just sat, sat there. So that was I fine. won't let you write my material anymore. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this so, week we go on to the twenty fourth Sunday in ordinary time. Still, but, but got, it's only chapter eighteen, and you have to remember this. Ch- uh, verse starts up right where the last one left off. So let's finish last week. I'm going to read a few verses for last week okay. so people remember where we were. It was the whole thing about if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Then it ends with, again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And I talked about we're all in this together, that, you know, whether we're praying together, uh, correcting each other, building each other up, we're on a journey together. Yeah. Okay. 
what we're doing for this weekend picks up right after that because if you're together, you're bound to offend each other, and therefore you need forgiveness. <laughs> you're bound to offend each other. So why don't you read the first part about the forgiveness, and I'll read the second part about the non-forgiveness. Okay. You stop me. I will. Oh, I'll throw something at you. Okay. <laughs> that would be offensive. Maybe we should read this gospel. <laughs> All right. I'm reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor who brought before him, who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. Now when that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much, much, much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed, and they went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have paid pity, had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. To be fair, you added a couple much Muches in there. <laughs> well, <that> <laughs> well, I said he, he owed him a much, much uh, smaller amount. It just really says much smaller. It's just a, it's a singular. I much. added a couple of muches. There was a little hyperbole in your reading. Well, with a name like Herb, you always have hyperbole. Oh, yeah. My my mom used to call me. Uh, she didn't call me. We didn't use the word hyper in those days, but it was something along that line that hyperbole Herb or something like that. That's good. I got a new nickname for you. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. You were going to well, say Well, I was just going to ask you. I mean, there's there's a little weirdness in the story. Has it ever struck you as weirdness? It Weird isn't the word I was going to use. It strikes me as um, aggravating the way that, you know, this servant totally turned, he does a 180 and then totally mistreats the people that are subject to him. Correct, and that is the point. You're right on target. The whole thing is Thank to, you. to forgive as you have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did not take the forgiveness to heart. Uh, you know, he was forgiven. And if you really, really, really realize, and that really comes from me, not from the gospel. <laughs> if you really, really, really realize that yeah. you are forgiven, it should transform you. And then... Your heart should be of compassion as well. Remember the song, uh, Be Merciful as Your Heavenly Father is Merciful? Yeah, we're singing that this weekend. I was hoping you would, because that is the point. 
That is the point behind this whole thing. But the weirdness comes to me. As a kid, I always thought, okay, so you put him in jail, and that's going to give him a chance to pay back his debt? I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all to me. Now, the first part is when the king tries to settle accounts, he was going to sell them, basically enslave them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not very virtuous either. No. So uh, you have to be really careful. As I said in the Bible study this morning, you have to be very careful not to make this an allegory where everybody, everything represents someone. So the king doesn't necessarily represent God. No. Uh, but it's just a story of learning to forgive as you've been forgiven. So what are maybe some of the key elements to being able to forgive someone? We, we talk about forgiveness a lot, obviously, through the sacrament of reconciliation when we are seeking forgiveness through the sacrament. Uh, but we don't necessarily know very well how to forgive others when we feel that we have been wrong. Well, I don't think we're very good at accepting forgiveness either. In terms from, of from God or from people, other people. Well, let's break up in both sides. Oh yes, I mean that's that's really forgiveness is probably about as misunderstood as any Christian as, aspect of spirituality. Forgiveness. Let me tell you what for or being being sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the first part. You know, we ask for forgiveness. Uh, being sorry basically is regret but but it's a regret from the depth of who we are it's not that we're regretting that we are caught Mm. by the way that is a sorrow of some sort but not a very good one (laughs) Uh, oh well i wouldn't have been sorry if i would have gotten away with it yeah yeah well that's the thing so there's but no real sorrow means i see that it was not good and if i could i would not do the same thing again or I would undo what I did Mm. but if somebody says okay I I yelled at my sister because she's always annoying me Um, are you sorry yeah I guess I'm sorry I shouldn't yell at her but but if she annoys me again I know I'm gonna do it (laughs) so it's 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 got an element of sorrow but it's not really really very profound sorrow by the way just because we can be pretty sure that we will recommit some things doesn't mean we're sorry. And that's why I love to tell people in the sacrament of reconciliation, the grace goes both ways. It goes backwards to forgive the sin. It goes forward to keep us away from the sin. This is why I don't have a sister. I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I've, I've discovered people are very good at confessing other people's sins. Are they? Uh, oh yeah. It's really funny. Like, uh, uh, I'm sorry that I talked about my boss behind his back, but you should see what he does to his his colleagues. <laughs> you should see how tiny his back is. <laughs> no, you should see see what he does to people or how, the way he treats. Well, I must say he's not here. This isn't about him, right? <laughs> yeah, but then for being forgiving, some people think we have to just kind of pretend nothing happened. We even use the phrase "oh, was nothing." Sure. And when we say that, we're trying to basically say, not a big deal or something, but... Or we say, not a problem. Or not a problem. Or no worry. And in some ways, it's sincere. It's just a shorthand way of saying, I forgive you. Mm. But in other ways, if I really pretend nothing happened, and I'm even pretending to myself, then there's no way I can forgive you because I haven't admitted there's something to be forgiven. Sure. So we hold out on it. 
I think forgiveness means, number one, admitting that there was something to be forgiven. You really hurt me. Uh, or that really uh, messed me up somehow. You know, when you, when you took my credit card and ran up the charges, you know. You still haven't let that go. I, yeah. But <laughs> well, see, that's the second thing. Right. Forgiveness is letting go. But you have to admit that it happened first. Yeah. Then after you forget, admit it, and sometimes you have to say, we need to talk it out so it doesn't happen again. But at the same time, you also have to say, I'm not going to let that become a stumbling block in the relationship. I'm going to let it go. And I think forgiveness basically is letting go. Mm -hmm. I, I'll let it go and move on. We posted um, a little uh, helpful series about forgiveness on Instagram last week. And I thought one of the, the interesting concepts right at the beginning of it was talking about acknowledging your own uh, participation in what the situation was that I'm paraphrasing it, but that whatever the situation may be, if forgiveness is required, it generally takes at least two people to be a part of the situation. Right. And so we need to be able to, to admit that we were a part of it in some way. What, what was our role in what happened and how do we need to also be aware of how we acted? That, that is a good place to start. I think I would scripturally from today's scripture, I would start somewhere else. I would start by saying, think about the times you have been forgiven and allow yourself to be immersed in that experience. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're forgiven by somebody that's close to you, like a, a, a family member, uh, a mother, a father, or somebody, and you know, you know, you let them down. You know, you you went to Yale instead of Harvard, and you you just disappointed them to no end. But they forgave you, and you you've been able to live with it. Mm -hmm. So you you take that into your heart that forgiveness means they have accepted me. And I think if we dwell in that, that's that's what this second servant failed to do, or the servant who beat up the other servant uh, failed to do. He failed to realize that he was forgiving uh, a very, 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 very large sum. Once again, the varies were added by Father Herb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was forgiven. So if we can become conscious of that, then we, we at least know what forgiveness is. Then we try to say, using that as the springboard as a way to relate to someone else. Yeah. You know, we were talking about the the sacrament of reconciliation, and I know that that's not necessarily what. This no, no, no. Story In fact, I often with parents, I tell them uh, the best thing they can do to help their kids get ready for the sacrament of reconciliation is to help them learn how to be forgiving at home about many things and be forgiven at home about many things. And that's that's a very important concept. You know that even if even as a parent, you know if if. I do something either either as a dad or as a husband or if one of my kids does something that it doesn't break the bond of love or trust necessarily or you know the the core of what our relationship is but there may need to be a conversation that says I still love you but we need to talk about what happened here right I remember one mother who had uh, twin boys and this time at that time they were about 4 or 5 years old and when they would get in a fight or, you know, uh, disagree with each other, she would have them sit on the couch and they had to hold hands. 
<laughs> and I happened to come into the house. And if you can see these two boys, one was on the farthest left side of the couch as possible. The other was on the farthest right side of the couch as possible. Did they have very long arms? They had long arms and they were holding (laughs) hands, but it was as far apart as they could. Uh, Now, of course, they're grown. They're probably both about 35. They are six foot four or something like that. I don't know if if they hold hands or not. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of Stretch Armstrong. Do you remember that toy from the 90s? He was like a really pliable, you can make his legs and his arms stretch as long as they needed to. And that's what we, we actually, maybe that's a, a good uh, metaphor for forgiveness. Sometimes we have to stretch ourselves. Be stretch Armstrong. Be, be stretch as the Heavenly Father stretches. <laughs> <laughs> we should rewrite the song this weekend. You know, speaking of that, though, we really hear, you know, that the Lord in the psalm this weekend completely uh, models for us compassion. In Psalm 103, the Lord is kind and merciful slow to anger, and rich in compassion. This is a very famous psalm. People love this one. Now, that's three parts. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. Now, the slow to anger is what we should learn from. Sure. uh, First of all, but rich in compassion is being willing to accept other people. I would say you are a person that is slow to anger. I'll give you that compliment. While we're recording. I, I think I'm pretty slow to anger. I don't uh, think I can recall really you ever being truly angry in fifth, in fifth, the 15 years that I've known, at least not to me. <laughs> well, the last time was 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, well, it's something you learn. Uh, you have to learn to control. I've had people almost think that it's beyond their control. They'll say, I can't help it. I have a temper. And I want to say, no, that's not an excuse. You can help it. You might have to work at it. Sure. Uh, and there's a lot of things we have to work at, but you can learn to control it. Slow to anger, I especially attributed to God. Isn't that wonderful for our sake that, you know, if, if God zapped down lightning every time we made a false move, we'd be crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Father Herb Weber. Yeah. That should be a T-shirt. A crispy critter. <laughs> Come to St. John the 23rd and you won't be crispy. That'll be our next billboard. Okay. that's a, a, <laughs> you're, you're really on today. I, I think you got too much sleep over the weekend. I might have. Uh, but yeah, t- you know, to, to be able to know that God is... God, obviously, would never demand anything of us that he does not exemplify himself. Correct. Keep on talking. Yes, but keep on talking. So, so it's it's not as though that, and I think that that is the beautiful image in some ways that I see in this gospel story is that we can go to our heavenly Father for forgiveness, but, but we can still be that same person that turns around then and mistreats everybody around us, even though we found. But but, but what I am saying that means we're not really taking to the core of our being the forgiveness that the Heavenly Father offers us. So how do you do that? That is really the secret. Oh. That is the secret. All right, listen, this is going to be good. I, no, friends. I didn't say I have the answer. Oh. Uh, that, but that. This, the secret is to learn, I think, uh, not just for forgiveness, but to learn anything about God's love. If we truly had a sense of the power of God's love for us, it would transform us. Mm. 
we, we all kind of, yeah, God loves me. Of course, that's what God does. I learned that when I was a little kid. Sure. God loves me. Uh, God loves me even when I'm bad. Of course. But to really take to heart the, the depth of that love. And of course, the only way you can do that is to really be present to the Lord. Uh, it's called prayer. It's, it means <laughs> really soaking it in day after day, uh, seeing the sunrise and seeing how, okay, God has not destroyed the earth. God has allowed us a new beginning over and over again. And knowing the realization, too, that we as humans can never achieve the perfection that God is, but where we are invited into a glimpse of that. And it, back to what we talked about so much earlier this year in the podcast of you know participation in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Oh, yeah. I, I keep thinking the, the line between heaven and earth is not as big as people assume it is, but it does, it's not on our end that we climb to heaven. It's like God is constantly reaching into our world and pulling us up, allowing us to share in the divine qualities like forgiveness. Uh, I don't know that we really can forgive others on our own. The old expression, to err is human, to forgive is divine. Mm -hmm. It's true. We often need God's help to forgive. We're we're going to make a mess of it otherwise on our own. There has to be, but there has to be an openness and a desire to forgive. I, I talked to someone very recently. Uh, there was a situation uh, that they were going through, and they said, they, they point blank said, I would never be able to forgive somebody for that. And it was interesting, but I thought, I think we're called beyond that. And that's what I'm saying. Possibly we never could on our own. What we have to do, though, we have to open ourselves up to the Lord. And sometimes you pray for the one you want to forgive as well as praying for your own heart to soften. All right, friends, be merciful just as your Heavenly Father is merciful. We'll see you this weekend for Mass. Can't wait. Be there. Or be crispy. <laughs> <laughs> no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs>